I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello, welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today I will be all alone. Today's show is sponsored by Christian Patriots that would like to know who's on that meeting list of Jeffrey Epstein. Hey, we thank you guys for tuning in Thursdays on ACN at 3 p.m. We thank everybody out there that listens to us in our digital platforms. Please share with all your friends and family. Becky and I hope that through this show over the last year that you've been able to feel uplifted and supported because we know that the barrage of garbage that the corporate media machine throws at you can be daunting. We hope that through truth and light of how we look at the news and we circle back to scripture, we hope that through there you've been enlightened a little bit. We hope that when we talk about how we see the news and how we go to alternative media sources that you start to go to alternative media sources. We hope that you share what you hear here or anywhere else on any of these alternative media that American Christian Network is able to bring you. We hope that you bring that to your friends and family. I know it can be hard. I know it can ruin weddings. Try not to do that. I know that, you know, Thanksgiving can get heated. There is a, a right way and a way through love to help channel people in the correct direction. A lot of it is just overlaying scripture. If you do have a Christian family, a lot of them don't want to hear this. It gets uncomfortable when you talk about what they consider conspiracy theories, and we understand that. That's why we try to bring you the articles that will show the truth that you can share. We also love sharing the gospel, and I know I've been told by my wife, Becky, you guys love her when she does the show with us, enough with the Calvinism, she tells me. Fair enough. And because it did hit me. I sat and prayed on it, and for whatever reason, God showed me we need to be sharing salvation first. Because if you want anything to change in the world, more people need to have the repentant knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. We need more people to give their lives to Christ in whatever capacity that is. It becoming, you know, pastors or supporting New Testament churches or just sharing the gospel with their neighbors, the only way to come back from this depravity that we are in is to sit in the Word of God. And we need to be sharing that. We need to be winning souls to Christ. That's what He came for. And so I wanted to pull out some Scripture to help maybe show us what we should be doing, right? Titus 3.5, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. It's nothing that we can do, right? Nothing by my righteousness, because that would be horrible. But according to his mercy, God knew that we needed a Savior. God knew that in a fallen state since the day in the garden, that he would send his Son, holy God and holy man, that he would be there to show us the way, to show us the new law, and to die for our sins. There's nothing we can do ourselves, right? Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That just reiterates, there's nothing that we can do. 
It's a gift. And it's a gift that you shouldn't spoil while you're here on earth. Once you're saved, yes, you get eternity in heaven. But do you not want those loved ones? Do you not want those enemies of yours to know what it feels like to be looked at? And God says, yes, come in. I wish nothing of hell on anyone. The gnashing of teeth, the pain, the fire. And the new one I've been going to is who is doing that? It's not Satan. It's God. You'll be tormented in hell. And people say it would be God doing the punishment to me to be in hell, to see that God's there and that you could be in heaven with him in the sun for eternity and knowing that, no, you're down here with Satan in hell. To me, that is the torment, right? John 14, 6, I love this one. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but me. That's I'm sure everybody knows that. I'm sure people have it tattooed, but is the truth. I've taught on this before. If I were to die for your sins, it's like paying off a credit card with another credit card. I'm a sin-filled being. But Jesus Christ, the sinless one, came down and died for our sins. That debt has been paid. There's nothing you could do to lose it. There's nothing you can do to earn it. It's straight and holy from Jesus, right? Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You know, and I, I maybe there's some heretics out there that say there's another man that could have paid the price, but we know that through Jesus Christ, salvation has come, and we need to act on it. Psalm 3.8. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people, Selah. I wanted to wrap it up there with David. I love this, the Psalms because David, the emotion that is poured out, the life of David, to stand as a ruddy-faced young man against a giant. And when slayed, they said, well, how did you do that? I did not do that. God did that to give all the glory to God to win the battle for his people. He was just out tending the flock. Your battles will come. And if you know that salvation of the Lord, your battles will come and God will win those battles when you give it to him. To me, that's the hardest part. Is when you know what you have to do is to give it to the Lord, but you continue to fight. And as I see you, I mean us, me, Continue to fight in a fleshly manner. I can get through this. I can do this. If I'm just strong enough, I'll win. The fact of the matter is we aren't strong enough. Maybe you're strong enough to lift weights or, you know, pack sand for a living, whatever it is. But the spiritual battles, the ones that torment you daily, the ones that want to tear your family apart, want to separate you from God for eternity, there's only one that can win that fight. When you stand behind and be a follower of Christ, when you let him, the capital H, stand out in front of you, that's when you win those battles. And I'm all right with that. I'm all right with winning a battle with God out front because guess what? I still get the W. Right? Every time I try to stand on my own and say, I got this, God, I take the L. That's what the kids say. 
the loss is mine. But every time that I glorify God and I say, this is where my salvation lies, this is who I will bank on to get me through this, when I wake up the next day, I feel a whole lot better. Not to say that it's not going to come again, right? The song says, the God of the mountain is also the God of the valley. That's the truth. He's there in both. He's there with you on the mountaintop, and he's there with you in the valley. It's just dark down there, and I think a lot of us forget to look to find God in that valley. The only way to come up out of that valley is through the power of God. I hope today's little Bible readings here reminded you that the key to everything is salvation. The key to moving forward in truth and light in this world is salvation. Have you repented? Have you given your life to Christ? He died for each one of us. He died for one of our sins, and he died for the millions of our sins. Your sin debt is washed through the blood of Christ. He could have stopped it at any time. He knew what he had to do. He started in the garden and said, Father, if any other way, let this cup pass from me. But he knew. The answer was no. When he hung on that cross, he became all sin. He looked and saw every one of our transgressions through down through the, the time. And he knew what he was doing was just and righteous. And his father turned his back on him, separated him, because he became all sin. He could not know heaven at that point. But then he defeated death. Man, how powerful is that empty tomb? I think a lot of us forget that our Savior went to the grave and conquered the grave. And we forget to look that that tomb is still empty, and as long as that tomb is still empty, and it will be, that we have that power of Christ in us. He is a living God. He lives at the right hand of the Father. And he takes all of our transgressions and he wipes them away. Are you living in the power of that empty tomb? Are you remembering that today the tomb is empty and that you have the power of Christ in you? That is what I would ask. What are you doing with your salvation here while you have it? It's scary. I know this. I've had to do it quite a bit. I think each one of us has in the trials to step out in faith and say, God, you got this. I'm going to sit shotgun. Right? How about when we were kids, every time we'd be heading to the car, you yell shotgun? Everybody wanted shotgun. Well, do it again now. Tell the Lord I got shotgun. You, you lead my life. And he's going to tell you, you know what? I need you to go tell your neighbor so-and-so about me. You know what? I'm going to need you to tell your co-workers about me tough ones. Hey, if you truly are a child of mine, I'm going to need you to confess who I am to your family. They might not know who I am. They might be confused on who I am. But if you sit and meditate on his word and you pray to him, he'll show you how to do this, how to open up those doors. That's what I have for today on salvation. I thank you guys. I want to move into more of what we got going on in the world today. It's a crazy one. Once again, i got to thank everybody for tuning in to Alternative Media. I hope you have more sources of alternative media to share with friends and family. Because, look, look at Fox News. I've been saying this for so long. Get rid of Fox News. Bankrupt them. Rupert Murdoch is a globalist. He hated Trump, but he had to live with him. Last week, firing Tucker Carlson. 
for whatever reason, some people speculate it's because Tucker Carlson said that something about Big Pharma, which, hey, Big Pharma's horrible, man. If it was up to them, we'd live in these brave new world type, satiated, drugged up, no emotions, robotic times. Man, emotions are going to come. Big Pharma doesn't want you to have them. So Fox News gets rid of Tucker. Their number one cable-rated show. So much that, you know, they sued him and said, you're not a news network. He said, whatever, call me whatever you want. But now Tucker's out on his own. He looks like he's living his best life. I believe that Tucker Carlson wants to bring you the truth. I've heard him speak. He said he grew up Episcopalian, so he was lost. And that he's, over the last few years, come to have an understanding of who Christ is. I'm sure he'll start his own thing or, hey, maybe Real America's Voice or somebody will pick him up. But there is the the fact that Fox may sit on his contract, which expires in December of 24. Hey, there, Tucker makes a living. Good for him. But they're saying that'll keep him out of the election cycle. He won't be able to tell you the truth. But he does have a following. And I don't know if it's an echo chamber following. You know, when Tucker finally broke the silence, I guess it was on Twitter. It was 42 million views of his video on the first day. Elon Musk said that he had nothing to do to promote that video. That was all organic. It's 42 million people watching a, you know, a little blurb from Tucker Carlson. That's a lot of people. That's, you know, if we had 150 million vote last time, so they say. Well, that, you know, that's a big chunk. That's 40%, right? I'm not a mathematician, but we'll go with that. We need, you need to be continuing in the alternative media. You know, here we like to read from the National File. There's some headlines I've got here, right? On the Tucker Carlson, Pete Hegseth. So what they're reporting is Pete Hegseth, Hegseth who is a Fox News contributor. His wife is behind the ouster. Hmm. Pete does a lot of stuff for veterans, and I would hate to say that he was behind getting Tucker fired, right? But may, I don't know. Maybe he feels like he could do a better job. From the National File, it says, Reports have emerged that say that the wife of Fox News personality, Pete Hegseth, is behind Tucker Carlson's ouster from the corporate media network. This is Hegseth. This, as Hegseth, is being named as Carlson's potential replacement. Okay, well then... You know, hey, she was just fighting for her husband. I guess you can't blame her there, right? Stu Peters wrote this. Gotta love Stu Peters. Check out Stu Peters' network. He has sources from everywhere. He uh, has a screenshot of a brief brief bulletin that named Hegseth's wife, Fox producer Jennifer Roche, as the person who's behind the sudden ousting of Tucker Carlson. Fair enough. I guess if you're fighting for your husband, that's good. But it just shows you that Fox doesn't care about money, right? They don't care about ratings. They care about agendas. Right? But guess what? Fox News boycott gains momentum after Tuck Carlson announcing. The these people, they really can't care about money. Bud Light, Fox, because they're turning on the base of people that give them money for their ideologies. It is uh it's no surprise to me. And I, I would hope that as you've listened to this show, it's no surprise to you. It's not about money. It's about the power. It's about the ideologies being pushed. We, you know, we could sit back and say, oh, CNN and MSNBC are horrible. Fox News has been this conservative side 
outlet to satiate us, to keep us quiet, to keep us from fighting back. Right? They got sued by Dominion, and they buckled and paid, which is not good for the rest of the news outlets that also spoke badly of Dominion. Look, the First Amendment gives us the right to say whatever we want. If you listen to Tuesday's show, you heard me say that I haven't believed that elections have been fair in this country for years. Well, I, if it's a voting machine or if it's just two people from the same coin, whatever it is. And we look around the world and elections everywhere are being stolen, Brazil. But this, to me, this article here that I'm reading uh, by Frankie Stocks from the National File says Paraguay has triumphed. Jesus has triumphed. Paraguayan patriots defeat WEF CIA election coup. Daggum CIA is always in the democracy building with other nations. I don't know. I'm for a full defunding all of the three-letter agencies that the government has. We waste too much money. 2001, 9-11, either they just said, well, this is a great opportunity to get some more government overreach and create the homeland security because the FBI and the CIA can't talk to each other. We need another billions of dollars to be wasted of taxpayer money. But we know the CIA goes into other countries and... The WEF probably supports them, World Economic Forum. So this article says, <clears throat> Paraguayan patriots have defeated the WEF and CIA-backed election coup that saw Klaus Schwab and his World Economic Forum, the U.S. deep state, and hackers linked to Brazil's left-wing government meddling in the nation's politics with the aim of installing a Manchurian candidate to ignite the fourth industrial revolution and great reset. These are all things that the... WEF and the Bond villain Klaus Schwab talk about openly. You can go to their website. You can see it. They're not hiding. They're just hiding the money where they put it. The article goes on to say, Paraguay center right to right-wing Colorado party. I, mean, I guess that's the red, the color red as Colorado, not some liberal state like we have here in America. Won the presidency in both chambers of the national legislature dealing a major blow to the Great Reset agenda of Klaus Schwab and his CIA allies, who were backing the globalist ticket of the left-wing, authentic, radical, liberal party. That just sounds like socialist, authentic, radical, liberal party. And I know I saw headlines of this. I don't know if you guys caught it, uh, that Klaus Schwab and the WEF were, they, you know, the alternative media was calling this, saying that they're, you know, they're going to try to steal another election in Paraguay. It was no secret. So now we get to come out and say that they won, right? The Patriots of Paraguay, the Colorado Party. The article says the victory also deals a major blow to the establishment figures within the Colorado Party, who, much like establishment Republicans, mainstream Republicans in the United States, have been blatantly captured by the WEF and their Sorosian allies, Sorosian allies. With more than 99% of the vote reported, Colorado Party presidential candidate Santiago Pena has won the support of more than 1.2 million Paraguayans, giving him a 42% plurality of the votes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Efren Alegre, the WEF's man, won just 830,842 votes, equating to 27.49% of those cast. So you can't make up the difference with only 1% to still be reported, right? 
So it says even left-wing Paraguayans rejected the selling of the nation out to globalism, supporting the populist, dark horse-style campaign of Paraguayo Cubas, instead of backing Alegre and the PLRA, which sought to pivot the nation towards communist China. Paraguay is one of the few nations on earth that recognizes Taiwanese sovereignty, something the PLRA and their WEF backers vowed to put a stop to had they been successful in installing themselves in government leadership. This is what we need. We need more of this. We need more people to say that my country is sovereign. My country does not need China's help. Right? That's what the global elitist... I, to me, as I look around and I see how China wants to gobble up everything, and I see that the globalists... They're basically... Either they are in bed with China, or they're just using China as the means to wrapping everybody up to central digital currencies, to social credit scores. It's like, well, China will roll us out here because we have, you know, what is it, seven point gazillion billion people. The number escapes me right now. But they've rolled out social credit scores, so now the WEF and the rest of the people can say, oh, we like that. We need to push these agendas. With the falling of Brazil in South America... They were a mainstay to say, no, we don't want China in South America. It's This is what we're dealing with, is that the Chinese government wants to be the new United States. And I'm not saying the United States is correct for what we've done throughout the world. Toppling governments just to create civil war or installing our own people wherever we are. That's what the CIA likes to do. What we need to do is have more countries that stand up like this, like Paraguay. You know, they're not a major player. They just want to be left alone. And they seem feisty. Because even the left wing said, no, we don't want to recognize the PLRA and their Chinese style of government. We want to say that, yeah, the people of Taiwan, the Taiwanese people, are a free and sovereign state, that China does not have any dictatorship over them. And I don't I don't understand why that's something hard to say, that the free people are a free people. You look into Europe now and this horrible war that's going on in Ukraine and Russia. I've seen some interviews from people in the area that Russia is trying to occupy say we'd rather be Russians. We are Russians. But yet NATO says we need to move in. We need to do this. We need to make Ukraine a NATO country when They've already signed accords with Russia years ago to say that that wouldn't be. Russia said, keep this buffer country here. I'm not saying that Putin's right for doing what he's doing. There's always diplomacy should win out before any bullet or missile is launched. How about this? When we sliding into that, talking about the war in Ukraine, I see on a daily basis it seems like we're sending them weapons and other countries are sending Ukraine weapons. Who is giving the president the right to do this it, to me i might think that it's still because we have not closed the congressional uh, act for arms i believe it's what it's called something like that where congress the people that can say we can go to war from world war ii and if you listen to libertarian-minded congress people like thomas massey says he said we need to get rid of this he saw the writing on the wall that russia and ukraine were going to go at it and he was trying to close that so because that's still open, it says we can send arms to Europe. I'm believing this is how we're getting away with it. Know this, that your taxpayer dollars are going to send weapons over to Ukraine to fight in this war 
that to me really could have been solved with diplomacy, getting people to sit down and talk about it. Because it's not an ideological war. It's not Muslims versus Jewish people, Muslims versus Christians. There's no Sharia going on. To me, it was Russia saying, you guys have for too long pushed against us and we're the bully on the block, so we're going to smack you for a while. And that smack you for a while means lives will be lost. If you've listened to the show before, you know that I'm anti-war, I'm anti-violence. That's not the answer. God did not give us these perfect beings so that we could kill one another. Yes, I believe that in times of religious persecution, we should fight. We should stand up for our beliefs. But I don't think that's what's going on here. I believe that Ukraine is a predominantly orthodox country, just like Russia is. I could be totally wrong there. But what I'm seeing going on there is that there's posturing. There's something in Ukraine that Russia wants to expose, I guess. And there's something in Ukraine that our... I don't know, traitorous regime doesn't want us to see. People, it's time for us to realize that the government is not here to help us. The government has secrets, and they don't want the people to know about it. That's why Edward Snowden's on the run. That's why Julian Assange is now being jailed in England for a long time. And hey, I bet you if you are new to the game here, I'm, I'm saying traitor names to you. This young man that they just took down, from the Massachusetts National Guard or whatever he was in the intelligence arm who was leaking documents to his gamer friends online. Sounds like he's anti-war. He wanted the truth to be out there. And I tell you what, if you're leaking truth that's not putting our men and women in uniform at harm, you're just exposing the disgusting government overreach, then I'm all for it. If you'd like to leak something through us, I'd we don't have a huge audience, but I'd do it for you. We could probably make some noise. The truth needs to be exposed in our government. Left, right, center, whatever it is, if you've been there for so long, you've been accustomed to a lifestyle, you look the other way, you advocate for war. That's what I don't get. The Democratic Party is now the warmongering party. The Democratic Party of the 60s was the peace, love, anti-war. They're okay now. They're okay sending young men and women to die and be maimed, come back with PTSD. We fought a 20-year war in Afghanistan and Iraq and screwed up a lot of young people's lives just to have it all washed away. I have a heart for veterans. I have a heart for people that said, I would at one point maybe die for this country, up to die for this country. And I see what this globalist regime that's in power now wants to do all in the name of tyranny. They want total control of us. So fight back. Fight the power. That's how I'll end today. I thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, if there's something you'd like to hear on the show, you'd like to help support, keep us on the air on Thursdays, 3 p.m. on ACN, give us a call, text 509-818-7818. Hey, Becky's not here, but for Becky, for me, Matt, until next time, remember, be sober, be vigilant. To the old me. God made me a new.